woke up in a lucid dream. Now we're hunting for the shards. We might be an oddball team, but at least we've got no bards. World Hey everyone, I'm Pedro, the GM and creator of World Walkers. In our last episode, the group traveled through the Ringing Mountains where terrible creatures racked with insanity roamed the tunnels. After some close calls, the group leaves the worst of the ringing behind and enters the Echo Forests. As you emerge from the mountains, you leave the worst of the ringing behind you. The ringing is still there, however, reverberating throughout the woods. Where once you had a piercing noise that felt like swords in your ears, you find yourself surrounded by a constant echo of what you heard underground. It seems to stretch throughout the entire forest. If there's anything that lives in these woods, it must have surely lost insanity long ago. And Tompkins looks around and says, now can we sleep? I would highly recommend that we try and all sleep because I am I need to heal and all that jazz. Vasa just says, um, if we must rest, we should find shelter, uh, preferably high. We can't sleep in the open in a, in a foreign forest like this. Tompkins begins to climb a tree. He's like, you're absolutely right. Vasa reaches up and pulls him down and says, all what? of us! Yeah, I, well, I, I, you can have my tree if you want. Is it a big, sturdy tree with, like, big, heavy branches <laughs> no. that you could potentially... Okay. <laughs> uh, are there any trees like that in the area? Yeah, like those yeah. great you... red, redwoods? Absolutely, yep. You'd have to sp- spread yourselves apart a little more than you might want to. Because they're not all in one spot. So you might be... Not out, if out, I'm a cat. That's true. You might be about 50 to 60 feet away from each other at times. Well, you know, uh, Brimlestone is a dwarf who could fit on a branch with a uh, tin. And Ertleby ha- is a cat. <laughs> and then we have a halfling, which could be on the branch of Vasa. And then Roberto has a branch. Tin and uh, a dwarf might be way too much. Because like, I believe tin's a couple hundred pounds herself because of the large metallic body that yeah, she lives in. Yeah. yeah, she's sensitive about that. But Rimmelstone <laughs> <laughs> doesn't talk about his weight, but definitely. <laughs> dwarf bod. Dwarf bod. <laughs> Should we take turns sleeping anyway? So we can have like, we can be closer as long as like a couple of people are awake. Yeah. We knew watching. You take a little bit of time and you find what you think is a good spot. And you guys all settle down. Uh, you, t- you can take watches, whatever. But um, nothing. Uh, Ertleby, you would know. Um, Tin, you, you could know as well. I'm not sure how familiar your character would be with this area. But you would know nothing gets close to the mountain because of the terrible ringing. So you feel pretty safe about this spot, especially with your survival. Um and you see Tompkins uh, wander over to Vasa and he says, can I borrow a dagger or a knife or some kind of sharp instrument? Vasa looks at him and says, will you hurt yourself with it? No. Do you know what a dagger does? He walks over to um, uh, Brummelstone and he's like, do you have like a, a dagger or a knife or some kind of small cutting instrument that I could borrow? Uh, probably, 
I don't think I have one written down, but if I... Vasa, as she drops down to the ground, sarcastically says, the ankles of our enemies tremble in fear. <laughs> <laughs> Burn! And which Bromostone so, would say, an ankle is a very good point to slash. And <laughs> limits movement. Uh, so, because you said that, uh, <laughs> he uh, whispers something to you. Meanwhile, uh, Vasa looks at Tin and herself, and <laughs> I'm assuming Tin has like some pretty good gouges in her armor, and Vasa's yeah. ar- Vasa also has like pretty blood-soaked clothing, and then Vasa suggests, like, perhaps you and I should take the first rest. Uh, I would agree with that. Normally I'd like to be a gentle, gentle forged and let others go before me, but um, I am not in good shape right now, so. <laughs> Vasa looks at the rest of the group and says, is it all right? Oh, of course, dearie. Plus, I need to make sure Tompkins isn't under the spell of that spider monkey. So, Erdogan turns around. What? Tompkins, I need to look deep into your eyes. Did the spider monkey mind control you? Is that why you want a weapon? To kill us all in our sleep? I don't think so. Alright, so everyone's having a hard time falling asleep except for Tompkins, who's out immediately. And mm-hmm. you kind of, that ringing noise, even though you're not in there anymore, the echo of it is making it almost impossible for you to get any kind of restful sleep. Vasa stuffs some pine, it, pine, pine needles in her ears. Rumblestone takes a small knife and cuts off a piece of cloth and gives it to people. Mm-hmm. Stuff this in your ear. It helps him sleep like him. And as you look over, you see Tompkins has uh, little pieces of cloth stuffed in his ear. (laughs) (laughs) Vasa thanks Brimlestone, and as she walks back to her sleeping pace, she purposely steps on Tompkins a little bit before going back to lie down in her area. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, Tin would probably, like, stretch and just kind of, like, punch him in the face a little bit. There there might be a reason. (laughs) Look, I'm no charisma character. (laughs) (laughs) Charismic. That was a a nice... uh, Well, that's not a word? Common is so strange a tongue. <laughs> All right. Do we sleep better? Yes, you, you actually sleep fine. So without that cloth, without some way to take the noise out, uh, you can't gain restful uh, sleep in the echo forests. But you also can't hear anything, so there'll be you won't get uh, any checks to wake up. Right, right. Yep. So mm-hmm. you guys take your shifts, and since you're really close to the mountain, there's no uh, chance of running into anything dangerous. And, yeah, given time, you all regain everything. My sense of self-worth. That's up to you. (laughs) When Vasa wakes up, she stretches and the bags under her eyes look a little little bit less and she looks rejuvenated. And as she's stretching and pacing around, feeling better, she even pats Tompkins on the shoulder and says, Well done, Tompkins. Well done. Before going around to stretch around a little bit more and survey the area. Yep. He snuggles up against the rock he's sleeping on and looks happy. Vasa looks around and then she goes in, goes back to the adorably snuggled Tompkins and shakes him awake and says, Tompkins, we need to start moving. And he kind of rolls over. 
And he grabs a blanket that doesn't exist and pulls it over his face. Classic Lassa. Tompkins. Vasa <laughs> <laughs> just reaches down and pinches closed his nose. He opens his mouth. Vasa covers the mouth. In a very, she's like very indulgently doing this. Like she's not in a rush to wake him up. She's just like curious to see how long she can mess with him before she wakes up. He wakes up. Eventually, uh, it kind of stares and he slaps your like it. He's so groggy and out of it that he just kind of goes no and pushes your hand away and, and then he wakes up as the air suddenly rushes back into him and he looks around yeah. and he's like, "Is it time to go?" <laughs> yes, Tomkins. What? And then Vasa. Yeah, Vasa uh, tweaks his ears hard, pulls out the claw, ah. picks him up, sets him on his feet, and says, Tomkins, let's go. Oh, wow. Yeah. What about breakfast? He ducks. I have to agree. <laughs> breakfast is very important. An excellent idea, grandmother. Thank you, nice lady. <laughs> Do you have any food? Uh, Tin has rations, so she'll just pass it out to yep. her human, not human, but like her non-forged people that need to eat and her, kind of her, is her... like, <laughs> so. Wait, so, so you carry mom. food you don't eat? Yeah, I mean, it came with like this pack that I bought, <laughs> so I was just like, oh, okay. <laughs> I like to imagine it's like really old. It's like best buy date is like expired years ago. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I'll eat my own rations. You never know when you have to feed squishies. It's true. <laughs> Alright, so you guys get a quick breakfast. Yep, so you all pack up, gather up everything, and you're ready to go. Uh who's leading the way? Rumblestone can. Or uh I don't know the land of cog. You're just leading us into like it's like yeah, let's go this way. Um, this, this looks this good. Is, if this is Ertleby's <laughs> land, Ertleby should be taking near point, if not like you know sharing it. Ertleby and Tin can roll uh, survival um, as per normal. Anyone else uh, until they get a little more familiar with the land would be rolling at disadvantage. Okay, but I will not. Or Tompkins, too. He's like, I can I can help us lead the way if you want me to lead the way, like, get us out of here, like, like lead the forest. Uh, I think Ertleby and Tompkins should lead the way, but um, anytime Tompkins suggests something or says they're heading towards something, Ertleby will be, like, like kind of a backseat driver um, <laughs> and be like, yes, I, I know. Obviously, that's the right way to go. Uh, so, so it's like a joint effort. You can actually, one of you can give advantage to the other. Who do you want to roll? Do you trust Tompkins rolls or do you trust your own? Um, I trust a lucky person. Yes, I'm very lucky. <laughs> trust me, please. <laughs> All right. So he's willing to work with you or for you, depending on um, your tone. Um, go, <laughs> go ahead and give me a survival check to get out of here. So I did one and I got... A seven. So I'm going to do it again. Um, and I just got a 18. All okay. Right. All right. So you feel pretty confident about which way you want to go. And Tompkins agrees. <laughs> um, <clears throat> so you start wandering through the Echo Forests. Um, 
Now this would be this would come as no surprise to Ertleby, that, but the rest of you might start to find it odd that you don't really see a lot of wildlife out here. There's no birds chirping. There's no squirrels running around. It's except for that crazy echoing ringing noise that races through the entire area. There's not a lot of life or noise to be found. Raven too fast, too furious is super sad. <laughs> 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 Raven Too Fast Too Furious actually is also uh just not really settled into the area. It keeps looking around and uh anytime you guys want to make perception checks while you're in this forest, it's gonna be at disadvantage. And it also mm. makes uh passive perception checks near impossible. Um Erdelby's a little worried about the disorienting effects of this. So she's gonna go ahead and cast uh Pass Without Trace on everybody. Alright. Um, everyone gets plus 10, uh, to dexterity, parentheses, stealth checks. And can't be tracked except by magical means. A creature that receives this bonus leaves behind no tracks or other traces of its passage. So we're, we're traceless and we all have plus 10 to dexterity, parentheses, stealth. Alright, so are you guys actually going to creep through the woods? It'll make your travel a lot slower. Let's just get out of here. It sounds like it's pretty dead. Yeah, you would know that you're about, from the entrance of that cave, you could guess that you're about five days away. Or it'll be. From, from. Fallis. Fallis. We gotta, yes, let's not creep the whole time. So you travel three days without any kind of complication. Um, and you're still casting Pass Without Trace each day? Yes. Okay, how long does it last again, you said? Only an hour. Okay. So. <laughs> it's that first hour. An then. hour a day. Time for a sneaky invisible. hour, everybody. <laughs> Hold on one okay, second. Okay, now the rest of the hours. All right. So after about three days of travel um, on an hour that does not uh, line up. You know what? I'll give you a fair shot. I'll, I will roll some kind of made up percentage chance that I'm just making up on the it's- fly. Sneaky hour. That's what I'm looking to see sneaky if it's sneaky hour. hour. Sneaky. It is not sneaky hour. <laughs> um, we just finished sneaky hour. Everyone, <laughs> even though we're no longer sneaky, just just try and feel a little sneaky. What okay, I, here we go. What I like is the idea that if someone were walking through the woods trying to track you guys, like for one hour a day, they would just find nothing. <laughs> like your tra- your trail would disappear, and then an hour oh, away, your teleportation. Trail yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so <laughs> um, let's make some perception checks at disadvantage. So you're you're all wandering through <laughs> when all of a sudden Tomkins is like, "Wait, guys, hold on!" <laughs> Tomkins, <laughs> he rolled tremendous. What is it, Tomkins? A train? And he kind of takes off over to a tree and hides behind it, peers around. Realizes it's a bad spot, takes off towards another tree, peers around, and he's like, "Okay, this one, come on!" And he waves at you guys. He's behind a really big tree. I like the way he thinks. Vasa, uh, sco- Vasa scoots on over quickly. Mm-hmm. But we're all incredulous, right? Like we're all like a little confused. <laughs> Maybe. You listen, of course, but this is weird, right? <laughs> uh, Given that uh, Tompkins has led us through monkey bears, uh, Vasa is. 
pretty quick to respond to his sense of danger. Yeah. So. Yeah. <laughs> He's kind of growing on me. Yeah. Up ahead, yes. um, you see a pack of goblins being led by a large creature. Um, most of its face has no fur, but the rest of it has kind of a thick uh, brown fur, almost like a bear's fur. And it's wearing uh, thick, like half, maybe half plate or just like, like breastplate armor. And they are dragging dead bodies. The bodies, uh, once you get a closer look, uh, it's not hard to identify what they are. They are adventurers. And they're very clearly dead. The goblins and the uh, thing that's leading them seems, uh, they seem very healthy. Would you like, so Ertleby and Tin, uh, you could make checks to know more about these if you wanted to. You know I'm going to. <laughs> yeah, sure, I'll try. Vasa, meanwhile, silently lays an, an approving hand on Tomkin's shoulder while they're looking around the tree. He kind of shivers a little in excitement. <laughs> I would do maybe a history check for this. Oh, uh, yeah, it could work. I mean, there's a couple of different skills. Like The way that I run skills, at least, is that like what you use will give you different types of answers. Gotcha. Yeah. Um. Maybe I I got a sixteen uh, investigation tech. Investigation, okay. Tin, what did you do? Uh, I got a, a fifteen history or investigation. Either one's the same for me. Oh, so. Just pick one. Uh, history. Okay. Um. So, <clears throat> Ertleby, uh, with your inspection, you can see that clearly this large creature is the leader. It looks like they had savagely uh, destroyed these people. And what's most disturbing is that, um, you know, the small goblins, uh, they're green. They have kind of a reddish tint to their eyes. Um, They look a little unhinged. And they have large mouths that stretch almost to the ends of their face. Uh, What disturbs you is the fact that these bodies are riddled with bite marks. Even though the goblins are carrying weapons. That's a sucky way to die. And it's not like they bit them and brought them down. Uh, They look like they've been chewed upon, eaten. Since when did Phallus become such a hellhole? (laughs) It'll be wonders. Now, uh... Angrily. (laughs) Tin, <laughs> Tin, you've actually <laughs> heard about this. Uh, there are stories um, that you picked up a, a while ago that told you. In fact, it's probably Nina that told you that um, the Echo Forest have been known as a pretty dangerous area. Um, once the the large creature that's leading them is called a bugbear, and they came in and dominated the goblins in the area. Um, the bugbears don't seem to be as susceptible to the insanity-inducing ringing, but the goblins look like they fell to that a long time ago. Um, they look pretty, and you've heard stories that they were pretty much savages and didn't even trust each other until uh, a little along, maybe about fifty or so years ago. Um, the gob- the uh, bugbears came in. And started to organize them and kind of herd them almost like wild animals. So left without the bugbear, um, they're even more savage than normal. With the bugbear, they are coordinated. 
When you say savage is normal, as in they would probably attack They're each cannibals. other. Cool. Oh, they Just might attack works. each other. But Good you know, know that they're like... they're cannibals straight up. Okay. So not very pleasant folk to be around. Um at cool. one point Follis had hired uh forged to go in there, hoping that they wouldn't eat the forged. <laughs> uh, they don't know what happened to them. Oh well. Yeah, I remember that little bit too. I'm like, ugh. <laughs> um yeah, I, I relay the the information to my party members. Your squad. My my squad goals. <laughs> hey squad, guess what? <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah. Um, I guess my recommendation would be to try and let them pass without like we can try and stealth not be noticed. The bugbear looks at your direction and stares and narrows his eyes. I just go real still. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to play statues? Yeah. <laughs> Mannequin challenge. <laughs> <laughs> that's the cool hip thing that's going on right now. So, <laughs> so cool. I like that you say it as like, in case someone's listening to the podcast, yeah. the mannequin challenge has passed. <laughs> Just let you know, Mannequin Challenge is hot. (laughs) Super new. Super hot. (laughs) So it looks at all of us? or like Yeah, it's looking straight at you guys. Well, You don't know if it's looking at you directly, but uh, it's staring at you guys, and he just kind of like... (laughs) And the rest of the goblins perk up and look over. How far away is he? They're about 60 feet. Can we roll to stay very, very still and see if we can uh, avoid their... Can we roll stealth to see if we all kind of just stay very still and they don't check on us? Um, you could. Yeah, I think we can take them. Still I don't think we can take them. They they got chewed up adventurers and they weren't even scratched. I got a ten for stealth. Every oh, every rolling? hour can be a sneaky you hour can... if you just believe. Yeah. <laughs> okay, let me check for stealth. So bad. Six. Where it'll be? Um, I got a ten. I got a twenty-two. Nice. <laughs> I got a one. Oh no! <laughs> Rumble's known as like we take them. <laughs> <laughs> like he, he actually jumps oh. out in front of the tree. Yeah. Guys, we can take this. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, don't move. <laughs> if, if we survive this, remind Vasa to give excited. everybody uh, <laughs> sneaky lessons. I don't remember Brummelstone being this bad at stealth. <laughs> <laughs> Brummelstone jumps out and starts gathering brushes and like like bushes and leaves and starts covering himself in them. <laughs> guys, this is totally work. <laughs> See you later, guys. <laughs> Shimmy's off. <laughs> Brummel Bush. Um. So. Uh, <laughs> They see all. You can play this game. They see all four of you, as in they don't see Vasa. Aha! Uh-huh. <laughs> I don't know Vasa, if that means you guys are all stacked head on top of a head around the tree or what, but Vasa's the only one out of sight, and she's just like face palming so hard, like that's all she's doing with time. <laughs> Go on without us, Vasa. <laughs> God. I'm trying my best to keep these people alive, but they just don't want to live. <laughs> what, who are you talking to in the sky? What is a god? 
<laughs> uh, Tin, your turn. Who? Was it me? Tin, yes. Okay, sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, I'll just get out the old big gun. And I think I'm going to point, guys, I think I'm going to point to the big leader. Yeah. Okay. Big leader. All right, here we go. Um, what is the math? Uh, 13. 13? It's a hit? Uh, no. Oh, so shit. you fire off everyone focus uh, you know what's nice <laughs> what's one thing that you're relieved about uh being back on Cogton is that that crack of thunder does not startle and draw the attention of everyone like you just shot at them like they don't go like what fire from the sky like uh-huh. <laughs> they have they know guns so <laughs> you took a Sweet. shot but they're not like suddenly like filled with bloodlust against the stranger with the uh Thunder weapons. All right. So I need everyone to give me perception checks at disadvantage. Nine. Six. Uh, two. Hey, I got a 15. I'm paying attention. <laughs> <laughs> Must be easy when you're standing out in the open like that. Yeah. I have my back turned with a bush, like a tree branch held up really high. Like, I'm doing really great. (laughs) (laughs) What, Tracy? Mine? Yeah. Uh, Eleven. So, Brummelstone, you turn around one second too late as another bugbear comes from behind, someone who is scouting ahead for the group, and brings its morning star and slams it into the back of your head for 14 damage. No. I thought he had high perception. He did have an almost high enough perception. Yeah, and then it's just kind of snarling over you. Vasa? Uh, Vasa is just like, she, you know, she, she's like fudget. Um, so she, <laughs> since the bugbear is near the group and is already on top of Brummelstone, she goes in with her rapier scimitar, uh, no, her dual wield scimitar short sword thing. All right, well, anyway, let's see if we hit. That is a 19. That is a hit. Well, the scimitar and a 25 for the short sword. Nice. So it's kind of like because she got the jump on him. All right. <laughs> scimitar is is uh, 9 damage. Short sword is 5 damage. Extra sneak attack. 1 plus 2. So that's 3, 5, 9. Yep, I got it. So um, <clears throat> it pops up. It, you watch it crash into Brummelstone and watch Brummelstone stumble forward with the Morningstar crashing in the back of his head. You run and leap forward and you dive a sword to each of its uh, sides. You go low because of the, uh, the breastplate it's wearing. And as you pull your blades out, it almost falls over, absolutely stunned by the amount of damage you brought on it. Yeah, and Vasa, last action is <laughs> leap back. <'cause>, you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, Rumblesone said this plan worked perfectly (laughs) (laughs) Yeah all six goblins uh, Rush forward into your group You're not sure who they're going to attack Because they had to use their whole move to get close to you guys The bugbear the other bugbear Is going to rush forward And he's going to move About half of that distance Um, And then he's going to hurl A javelin Into you What's your AC Rumblesone? 
Eleven. Eleven. You just dodge out of the way. Oh, thank God. Oh, barely. Thank goodness. <laughs> uh, Brummelstone, your turn. Bug barely. <laughs> <laughs> then I will cast a thunder wave and then use my magic to go around yep. friends. So hopefully knock everybody back and give us a little bit more time to... Alright, four of them fail. Bugbear fails as well. So 13 to anyone who didn't fail, and then half that to anyone who did. And anyone who failed is pushed back. And that's with the hammer storms. You get the clap. I mean, I'm the... Yeah, wait, wait, the wait, hold on. <laughs> so yeah, you throw your hands out, and there's this huge cube of electrical force that emanates from you and you watch as four of the goblins fly off like they're being electrocuted to death as they slam into trees hit the ground and die upon impact um the bugway that was behind you also flies back crashes into a tree and slumps over dead um two of them fight through the electricity but by time that they have survived this onslaught they are barely breathing and so they don't even, they're not even sure if it was worth it. <laughs> I'm going to take a bonus action to do the healing surge. Yep. They, they survive just to endure more pain. <laughs> Ertleby. Ah, he's so impressed with Brummelstone. Oh my god. <laughs> that was amazing. Is there any hope we can interrogate the two that are semi-conscious? Kill them! Kill them! You can, you can decide that your attack is a non-lethal attack. And there's no minuses. You don't suffer any penalties for that. The goblins are just mindless, insane little underlings. They're not worth keeping alive. Are they, though? What if they're yes. sweet little angels? No. <laughs> now, ba- based on... Uh, well, I guess that's ten. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> based on what Tin has recognized... The only that, good goblin is a dead goblin. Oh, I hear you. I hear you all. And it's been too long <laughs> since I've used my baby. And Ertleby pulls out her gun. She's shooting him. All right. Twenty for the attack roll. That's like that's like not even like aiming. That's like literally forcing them down their knees and just shooting them in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> we got some Walking Dead stuff. That's Look at the flowers. Look at the flowers. <laughs> You have disadvantage because it's within five feet. Uh, my next one was a 23. So I'll stick with a 20. <laughs> Thanks. All right. I don't want to d- deprive you of the damage roll, but you don't have to roll it. It has one hit point. <laughs> I got 14. Oh my God. 14. So- 14 right. damage for the goblet. In the face. I wanted to be out of its suffering <laughs> soon enough. <laughs> Alright, so you watch as it flies back about five feet, and uh, most of its body goes with it. The last goblin, which looks t- uh, oblivious to everything that's happened so far, and um, it is going to bite at Ertleby. Come at me, bro. <laughs> It pulls out a small scimitar from its back and spins it wildly and slashes in D for five damage. Ow. And as soon as your blood spills, it looks like it's starving. Uh, Tin, new round? The other bear thing is dead too, or no? Nope, it wasn't in the blast. Okay, I'm going to keep keep aiming on that one. Uh, So I'm going to aim and fire. 
and a fire to miss, and a fire again, and then I'm Oh my god. Then... <laughs> warning uh, shots. Just warning shots. Uh, 12? 12? No, it uh, dodges that attack right away. Yeah, yeah. A fire and a mist. <laughs> Aww. Anything else you're doing? I ate a popsicle, passed out in the snow. Alright, so Vasa. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, um... Vasa's just gonna... Tin grumps. Vasa's gonna pick off the goblin that's chewing on Ertleby, or looks like it's about to chew on Ertleby, so... Well, that was, uh... An eight. Oof. For the scimitar. So it kind of, like, keels over for a second, dodges your attack, and picks itself back up. Alright, let's go try the short sword now. Alright, that's a little better. That's a 14. That one connects. All right. Oh no, it doesn't. It. it throws what? its sword with the last second and deflects it. <laughs> like the dead, oh deadest, too. Di- dodgiest this goblin ever. A goblin. <laughs> uh, oh, the spirit of Sprouty lives on. <laughs> she's gonna, in the last action, plant herself between uh, Ertleby and the the goblin All right. as her cunning action. <clears throat> so uh, the other bugbear rushes forward. And it just, it leans into Tin's face and just starts to scream. It's like, and as it shakes and screams, you feel yourself wanting to lose yourself to that rage. Can you give me a wisdom save, Tin? Oh, no, not a wisdom save. Oh, good. 14. You just passed. Do you feel like you were going to lose yourself to the rage and lose your mind? And then you snap out of it the very last second. Yay! Oh, Yay for the now. rage of the machine. <laughs> <laughs> Good job, Wes. Keeping that Olivia awake. <laughs> That's what I'm here for. It is going to run around Vasa. Vasa, can you get you an opportunity attack? Yes, I do. It's, it's going for Ertleby's back if you fail. Is it is the opportunity attack like a full attack or what? No, it's just like a real quick attack with your primary weapon, whatever your main weapon All is. All right, that would be my scimitar. And that is a 22. That's a hit. All right, let me roll my D6 plus four. That is a nine damage. All right, so it, it kind of looks at you and it darts left and it darts right. And then it kind of like does like a spin, almost like, like a evasive uh, maneuver. And before it can finish turning, you put your sword into it and let it run through your blade. Oh, damn. And it just falls over and dies. Sick, son. <laughs> Boston doesn't even change expressions. She just kind of like doesn't move while the bear's coming. And then the last minute. Bloop. Oh, it's the, it the goblin. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, goblin! Oh, oh the goblin! Yeah. Brummelstone. Right. There are no more goblins left. Oh, I get. I'm gonna. I'm gonna throw chromatic orb at it. All right. Uh, seventeen plus five, twenty-two. All right. So well, what kind of damage was it? Um, you know, let's make it fire, just because. Uh, you know, no one hits Brummelstone without getting burned. Twenty-two. Uh-huh. <laughs> All right, so uh, <clears throat> you gather flame into your hand and just th- throw this chromatic orb. It kind of has a little bit of a spin to it, catches it across its face, lights it on fire, and it's barely holding on. Like, it's starting to breathe real heavy, and it's singed, its fur is burning, and Ertleby, it's your turn. It's sickling time. Yeah! <laughs> 
All right, so when you said it's barely holding on, did you mean it was really barely holding on? It was just a pun. Oh, no. no, no, it, it is. No, it's not. It's both. Um, <laughs> it has uh, barely any life in it left. Because, like, my sickle does 1d4 slashing. <laughs> I might want to actually just shoot it. Or it'll be like, gets her sickle out. She's like, ready to sickle the thing. And she's like, no. I'm going to shoot this bugbear. So I'm going to take aim and... Oh, not one on the attack. Should have stuck with sickling. Oh. oh, no. So, yeah, he switched weapons too many times and you fire off a wild shot that doesn't she, like, even connect with the, the tree. Sickle. No, picks up the gun. No, sickle. <laughs> uh, tin, it's directly in your face. Can I, like, try and pull a cool move where I try and, like, put the barrel of the gun up against his face? Yep. yep. I mean, it's All a right, rifle. I'll... A what? It's a rifle, right? So you can, like, yeah. drop down to one knee and point up? Yeah. All right. You still uh... roll with a disadvantage, but you can take it if you want. Oh, no. Okay, fine. I'll take out my glaive. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take out my glaive and try and slash it. All right. Uh... Okay, 22. That's a hit. Good old Glaive never lets me down. <laughs> you hear that, Rifle? Never lets me down. <laughs> rifle right. sheds a single tear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, good, a mighty two. <laughs> Damn it. So you kind of do like a glancing blow to him, and as you start to pierce his side, he rips the Glaive out of it. And just keeps growling in your face. Uh, Vasa. Vasa, after uh, wiping the goblin off of her uh, scimitar, chases after the bugbear with its with its back turned to her since it's now bullying uh, Tiny Tin. And she goes ahead and tries to attack it. All right. All right, let's do a roll for the scimitar. That is a 7 plus 6. That's a 13. Uh, miss. That doesn't okay. get past his armor. Okay. Yep, short sword is that is a twelve, so that's nope. a miss too. Yeah, uh, so you, you just meet his armor and you can't get through it. And cunning uh, action disengaged our back. Yep. All right, it's turn. Give me a uh, another uh, wisdom save. Ten. Thirteen. So. Uh, You can feel this rage overcome you, and suddenly you find yourself surrounded by a field of enemies. Oh no! Ah, rage! Honestly, I came here to have a good time, and I'm feeling so attacked right now. So, did you you not come for Tin? Uh, I will. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna do a chilled touch on it. All right. I'll take my orb. I'll reach out and dark to me a dark uh, purpley magic reaches out and underneath it comes a giant ghastly hand that grabs nice the bugbear and hopefully kills it uh 16 plus 5 to hit 21 that's a hit yeah the the hand erupts wraps around him it takes three points necrotic damage oh damn and it can't regain hit points until the start of my next turn. Yeah, so the the hand wraps around its throat, and when the hand pulls away, there's just, like, aged and decayed skin as it chokes out and falls to the ground dead. Gross. Boom. Ertleby? It's dead. 
What's, what's it is that? dead. Everything's tin. dead. No, no, tin's not dead. Oh, t- what? <laughs> I'm going hard to read, grapple hard tin. Start. You must oh. kill the. In order to save her, you must kill her. <laughs> you see, ten tin breathing heavily, even though you're convinced he doesn't need to. She's like, <gasps> like. Oh dearie, Ertle Bear. <laughs> yeah, there, there's some... she's emitting steam <laughs> through all her pipes. All these like cogs spinning and like a little steam flap that's going. <laughs> you can see metal heating up. Oh, speaking of which, I have the heat metal spell. Uh, but that probably <laughs> wouldn't, the job. that wouldn't help. Yeah, no, it's please like, don't. <laughs> let's burn her down. No, um, I have the burn flesh spell. With that, mm, here it comes. Gonna calm burn your, your flesh. senses. Uh, gonna grapple this sweet darling with my bear hug. Ertle bear goes up and just gives her the biggest bear hug. All right, and says in her sweet dulcet tones. <laughs> That's bear for I love All right, you. Um, strength check from uh, Ertle Bear, and then strength or dex, whatever's better for you, uh, Tin. I got a 10. I got a nat 1, but I'm lucky. So I'm going to roll again. I got a 14 strength. All right. Uh, yeah, so Erdlebear brings the uh, full force of its woodland fury over Tin and wraps her up. Tin, give me a wisdom save. Oh, God, eight. I'm just getting worse and worse. <laughs> You're losing yourself. Um, so go ahead and use your glaive against Erdlebear. She's got no. the, the grapple grab thing. Yep, yeah, it prevents her from moving, but it does not take away her actions. Please miss. Natural <laughs> <laughs> 20. Mm. A 4. Alright, so 4 damage into Ertle uh, Bear. As wow. uh, you see Tin still just like unnecessarily breathing heavy. <laughs> I've had my children do this to me before. I love you even though you try and hurt me. <laughs> so yeah, Ertle Bear looks at you and just goes. Well, okay. So if this is going to cost an action, I'm not going to do it. But if it doesn't cost an action, Vasa would call over to Tompkins and say, "Tompkins, how do we snap her out of it?" Um, Tompkins picks up a big branch and he goes right. <laughs> okay. Well, Vasa turns back around and mutters under breath, "Fucking Tompkins." But then, um, is there is there a move uh, that is disarm? Because I would like to disarm uh, Tin. Vasa, make an attack roll. Okay. All right. That is a fourteen. All right, and then uh, Tin, what's better for you, an acrobatics or athletics check? Athletics. Yep. So use an <laughs> athletics check to see if you can hold on to your weapon. You got to beat a fourteen. Oh, God. Oh, I didn't. Thank God. I got a nine. <laughs> All right. So, yeah, Vasa runs forward, uh, spins her blade, and then just whoo, disarms the glaive. And it Hooray! falls uh, about five feet away Indeed. from you. I just imagine Tin going, I still got my gun. <laughs> <laughs> and then what are you doing after that, Vasa? All right. Then I'm just going to kick the glaive out of reach. Nice. All right. You kick it even further, about 10 more feet. Um, Brummelstone. 
feel like I've seen Roberto do this before. You just gotta really just punch him in the face. And that just knocks and just sends right back into him. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, also like that you would be seven feet up in the air, so I would have to like climb up. Oh no, uh <laughs> You're gonna parkour off a tree. <laughs> um, dwarf kick. Dwarf kick. Is there a way to assist in the wisdom rolls like giving her calming words that I would know of? What do you say? Depending on what you say, I might throw it at you. Uh, you know, like, Tin, this is just a trick caused by the rage within the bugbear. You know, calm yourself, find yourself, find your innards, we are friends. Do you not remember all we've gone through? Um, and then I might list some events. <laughs> like, it starts reading off a scroll, starts uh, reading a book. Remember when I taught you how to thunder wave? Remember Sprouty? Sprouty! Remember <laughs> right. games Sprouty. of checkers? Just only Sprouty. Talk only about Sprouty. <laughs> the opposite Early. of what you want a reminder of. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately. As soon as you remember Sprouty, she's just like... <gasps> and she just starts like, to pretend foam more. channel your rage towards that thing, not us. <laughs> uh, I'm still a bear, and I'm still grappling her. Alright. Uh, Tin, give me another wisdom check. Okay, guys, here I go. <laughs> oh, shit, son! The love! The love! I got a nat 20! <laughs> yeah! Um. The love of the Ertle Bear and the wisdom of Brummelstone. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so as, as you hear uh, and are able to redirect your rage towards the distant memory of Sprouty, you start to come through, and that's enough just to reach and find comfort and nuzzlement in the uh, soft, furry <laughs> underbelly of Ertleby, and you kind of let yourself fall into her arms. Yeah, Aww. I would turn around and return the hug and be like, I'm sorry, old friend. And I'm making it like the cover of a romance novel where, like, <laughs> I am Fabio, and you are Lady in Fabio's arms. <laughs> Yeah, I think I think Tin looks around after gaining her composure and and she's like, "I'm so sorry. I don't know what came over me. Thank you all for um being there to help me out of that whatever that was." So, you are surrounded by the dead bodies of goblins and bugbear alike, but not too far from you are the dead bodies of the victims of these creatures as well. Vasa goes over to the victims' bodies, and first she would visually inspect them. Um, is there anything worthwhile and worth noting? They do have gear on them. Yes, yes. But uh, any... Yeah, all right. Looting time. <laughs> As you rummage through, um, you're able to identify... Um, like, you. at one point you pick up a stick, and... Oh, no, no, sorry. You're from Rollum. I forgot your character would know this. Um, you pick up what you clearly identify right away as a wand. Um, after that, one of the uh, adventurers, um, the uh, beefiest of the group, is wearing uh, some kind of like heavy spiked uh, gauntlets. I want those. Vasa stacks those aside and sort of calls to the crew, being like, anybody who can wear those, go ahead. Once you take those gauntlets off of the uh, person, uh, he quickly loses his sizable mass. Mm. And he looks kind of frail now. Boop, 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 boop. 
Boss of Whistle. Beefy Grandma. <laughs> this has to happen. Yes. Oh, it does, though. Walk is going to be all like. She's going to walk on her muscular arms. Yes. Yes. Automatically learn ape form. Yep. A couple more things, actually. Um, You find a. One of them was carrying a battle axe, but it looks kind of uh, jagged and rough, and it certainly has uh, s- the suggestions of demonic handiwork in its craft. Mm-hmm. Um, besides that, there is a uh, shield somebody was carrying. It looks like it's made. It's <clears throat> decorated with black iron and has the uh, subtle paintings of flames all about it. Um, and then there is a, uh, javelin, but it looks to be of much higher quality than a regular weapon. Tim is pretty interested in that javelin. Um. They're so all laid she, out on the ground. Yeah. So she kind of, like, looks over and, like, points at it to everyone's like, eh? Nobody did call him dibs? Because <laughs> this is pretty cool. I'll, I'll take it. But. Rumblestone's yeah, too busy looking at the axe to actually kick uh, Basso would actually interrupt Brummelstone a bit and sort of uh, point at the wand and say, can you decipher any magic in this? Okay, so you would know this at least, uh, Brummelstone. You know that um, anyone can do this if they just, essentially if you take a short rest while uh, being in physical contact with the item, you can identify its properties. Basso would say, um, perhaps another time then. Uh, yeah. And then she would immediately, uh, she would, uh, pass the gauntlets to Ertleby to see if she wants to play around with those. But in the meantime, she would actually go try to loot the two bugbears to see if they have anything on them, especially gold in their purses. They do. They have all the gold. They have about, between the two of them, uh, 250 gold in large uh, large side pouches. Elephant! Elephant! (laughs) Elephant! And then and one of them has a a, a large, uh, a sizable ruby as well. Since Vasa seems to be doing most of the looting, she palms the ruby, and then she turns around and uh, hefting the jangling purse of coins, she uh, distributes it among the people, um, giving, you said there were like 250? Yep. And there's one, two, three, four other people. And your boy She's. Yeah, well, I'm counting Roberto. And Tom. Uh, she gives uh, nothing to Tom. Yep. Um, she <laughs> gives 30, 30 gold to each of the others. Anyone taking anything else? Uh, remind me again what there is to take. From- there is a wand. There are. Uh, there's a pair of gauntlets. There is a shield. I have the gauntlets. Okay. I have the wand. Okay. Um. There is a battle axe and a javelin. Yep. The javelin is uh, worked with dense draconic scales and precious metals. Ooh. Yep. Are you is, so? Are you guys sitting down to study these? Um, yeah. No. Like finding Vasa a safe spot. We should, Vasa says we should get moving. So after about a minute of travel, just to let you know, uh, you find yourself in tune with your weapon already, uh, Tin. It attunes itself much faster. You uh, received a javelin of lightning, Tin. Ooh. Um, when you hurl it and speak its command word, which uh, now that you're in tune with it, you can make up that command word, uh, it transforms into a bolt of lightning. 
and it forms a line five feet wide and extends out from you to a target within 120 feet. Every creature oh. in the line has to make a saving throw or take 46 damage. Oh. Um, once it reaches the target, it returns back into a javelin. You can make an attack, and on a hit, it deals damage. Um, you can only do that once a day, essentially. It must have been a sucky pair of adventurers as they died with that kind of weapon. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> they probably just got beat up by the Umber Hulks and are like, oh, we're good here. And then the crazy wobblers <laughs> just ate them. Yeah. It could have happened to anyone. Yeah. Also, I really want you to make the word dickweed, but that's just me. No! I'm, I, I'll have to think about like, an appropriate word, like a, a suitable word for such a majestic weapon. You know, I have dickweed. to do it justice. Dickweed. That's true, you've got... Dickweed. Dickweed. Oh my god. No. <laughs> Alright. Yes. Um, so as you gather up the equipment and you get ready to move forward, um, you look off into the distance. Even though you can't see Follows from here, uh, you are able to see a huge burst of inspirational light suddenly sweep the landscape. Shard-like magical light? Indeed. Inspirational light, you say? From where? Uh, from the kingdom of Fallas, um, according to Ertleby and Tin, they would know immediately that it must be good. They know that's the direction. Let's go to there. And we will have to stop there. Thanks for listening to episode 17, The Sneaky Hour. You can follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash worldwalkerspod and on Twitter at worldwalkerspod. If you'd like to support us, there are a few ways. You could give us a review on iTunes. Reviews are one of the best ways for the podcast to gain exposure, so if you have a few minutes, it'd really help me out. You could also consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash worldwalkers. We have different levels that give you access to bonus art, early and exclusive episodes, and the live draw events. Thanks to Kevin McLeod over at Incompetech.com for the music you heard in today's episode. And as always, I want to thank Sirenscape, who provided the sound effects you heard today. Visit them at Sirenscape.com. This is usually the part where I leave a little bit of space and pretend like there aren't going to be any like zingers at the end. And then there's totally always zingers. But we had a problem with the audio. And um, all of the zingers that were funny were based around Megan and Wesley and their audio got deleted uh, at the end from the zingers. So there's no point in putting what we had because the rest of us were not nearly as funny. Uh, and that really sucks because there was some goofy stuff there. And Oh, my daughter's here. Hi, Willow. Do you want to say hi? No, I can't. You don't want to say hi? Are you shy? All right. Well, that's it for me. So sorry for the no zinger thing. Uh, hopefully I'll be back next time we do an episode. But this time, audio problems and, you know, what are you going to do? Thanks.